Welcome to Podcasting for Coaches. I'm Brittany Felix, and I'm a podcast launch consultant who specializes in helping coaches and consultants utilize the power of podcasting as a way to build brand awareness and generate new leads for their business. I realize not every new coach or consultant can afford to hire someone to help launch their show, so I created this podcast as a way to guide you through the process of launching and utilizing your very own podcast to help you grow your business and reach a new audience of adoring followers and potential clients. If you're ready to get your voice and podcast out into the world, head over to podcastingforcoaches.com to learn more. Welcome to episode 67 of Podcasting for Coaches. I am so excited to be back after an unexpected extended holiday break. It went on for about a month longer than I anticipated. Thank you so much for being patient. And now for an update that will be completely irrelevant for anyone listening to this in the future. If you're listening to this the day it goes live, you may notice that today is Friday and I usually release on Thursdays. Well, as part of the New Year New Podcast thing I have going on, I am going to be switching the release days to Fridays to coincide with the release day for my other podcast, Gruesome Gossip. It was a little bit difficult to keep track of the dates, so I'm going to make it easy on myself and just release them both on Fridays. So in this episode, I want to talk about the Outlier Podcast Festival. I was fortunate enough to be able to be on a panel about women in podcasting at the festival in Salt Lake City this past weekend. I will, of course, have a link to everything that I mention in this episode, including the Outlier Podcast Festival, because it does travel around to multiple locations throughout the year in the show notes on my website. And you can find those by going to podcastingforcoaches.com, click on the podcast tab in the main menu, and go to episode number 67. So first off, one of the first few presentations that I caught at this event was from Rachel with XIQ. That's EX-IQ. And she mentioned a really cool new platform called Notecast, where you can actually listen to the podcast episode, but then take notes live while it's happening within the app. So you can actually type the notes out. You can do voice control. You can add labels and annotations and really keep all of your notes organized. And then it can even email you your notes either daily or weekly. I don't personally take a lot of notes when I listen to podcast episodes. And if I do, I just open up the notes app on my phone because I'm usually in the middle of doing a bunch of other things. And to be perfectly honest, most of the podcasts I listen to are purely for entertainment because I listen to so much audio from my clients that podcasts for me are a way to kind of ease my mind and shut things down a little bit and just have some fun. But if you are an avid note taker during podcast episodes, this could be a really, really cool new tool for you. Or if your audience are likely avid note takers, this may be a resource you want to pass on to them as well. So again, that is called Notecast. Next, Rachel actually gave a different presentation on branding and marketing your show. And she brought up a really important point, very beginning of her presentation, that you need to revisit your why. And I completely agree with this. So often we get really excited with our podcast and we dive right in and we go to it. And then we find ourselves a year down the road, two years, three years, and we haven't really checked back in on the decisions that we made all the way back at the very beginning. As a coach or consultant, I am sure you have realized at this point that if you do anything for long enough in your business, it evolves and changes and grows. And your podcast shouldn't be any different. So once a year, I want you to check back in on your show. Do you still enjoy it? Is it still serving your audience? Is your audience even still the same? 
Are you promoting the right products and services? Are you still happy with your intro and outro? Do you need to update those? Are you sick of the music? Is your audience probably sick of the music? Do you still have the same objectives you did when you started out? Do you still like the branding? Do you like the name even? Do you like the release day? Do you want to switch from solo to interview or vice versa or start mixing it up when you never have before? All of these things, I want you to check back in and essentially do a self-audit of your show. Now, this is the perfect time for me to talk about if you don't want to do this yourself, I actually do offer this service. So you can hire me to come in and do an audit of your show with fresh eyes, and I can maybe point out some things that you haven't noticed, need some updating or some work just because you haven't had to think about it in a year or two. So if you want to get some more information on those auditing services, of course, just check out the show notes for this episode or reach out to me directly via Instagram or Facebook at Podcasting for Coaches or email me, Brittany, B-R-I-T-A-N-Y, at podcastingforcoaches.com. Now, one of the other things Rachel had in her presentation, and it was a quote that I absolutely love, and I'm so upset that I didn't write down who it is attributed to, but the quote is, content is king, but engagement is queen, and the lady rules the house. So yes, this content needs to be incredible and amazing, but if you're not doing anything with it, if you're not actively engaging your audience in the conversation, you are doing yourself a huge, huge disservice. So find a way to get your audience engaged. Even beyond that, engage them yourself while you're talking. You'll notice on this show, I rarely say you guys or you listeners. I say you because I'm talking directly to you. Yes, the person listening to this in your car right now, washing your dishes, walking your dog on the treadmill at the gym, I am speaking directly to you. By doing that, I am engaging you in this conversation. I'm giving you a chance to speak back to me, even though I can't hear it, but you can, and you can feel like you're still an active listener and an active participant in this discussion. You want to make sure you're doing that for your listeners as well. So think about that as you record your content. When you have these interviews, especially, do you just have a conversation with the guest and never even acknowledge that there is a third participant in that conversation? Never even acknowledge that the listener is invisible and sitting right directly across from you while you're speaking to your guest? And then, of course, you can get them actively engaged and involved by asking them questions. Do an AMA like I do on this show. I did one last year for my birthday in April. I'm going to do one this year for my birthday where I solicit questions from my community and then I answer them on the show. That is another way to get your audience engaged with you so that they don't feel like they're eavesdropping on the conversation, but they literally are a part of it. Now, another thing Rachel mentioned that I find really interesting, and I'm going to look more into this, but I don't know for sure that this is an awesome resource. I trust her. She was very knowledgeable, and I was able to speak with her for a little while afterwards, and she was great. But I have not personally done my own due diligence on this, so I just want to put that disclaimer out there. But she actually mentioned that when it comes to paid advertising for your show, obviously avoid Facebook. We should all know that at this point. But she said Overcast ads. So if you're familiar with Overcast, that is a podcast listening app. And she said that the ads on there actually perform really, really well. So she said you can specifically target a genre and it will show how many subscribers you got directly from that ad because it's all within their own platform. So it's their data that they're comfortable with releasing to you as the person paying to run that ad. And she said actually ads run over the holidays are way cheaper So what she does is she runs her ads over these holiday seasons to test out what works really well. And then she uses those ads throughout the rest of the year. 
So if you're interested in doing some paid marketing for your show, maybe avoid Facebook, avoid Instagram, and think about advertising within these actual podcast apps where podcast listeners are already spending their time. And if you want to do that, it seems like overcast ads might be a good idea. So next, I want to share a quote from Spencer Wright with the Podmill, which is actually where this conference was held in Salt Lake City. It was a beautiful venue. So if you live in Salt Lake City, you want to connect with people, maybe record a podcast episode, go check out the Podmill. But he said in his presentation about podcast networks that bad audio is like a fine grade sandpaper that wears your audience down. And I loved that so much, so much. Like I literally got giddy when he said that because it resonated with me like to my core. There is a difference in bad audio, decent audio, and amazing audio. And I am not telling you that you need to have amazing audio. Decent audio is good enough for your show. You don't need to go out there and spend thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars on a home studio so that you sound like your show belongs on NPR. But you need to at least have it not be sandpaper that quickly wears your audience down (laughs) and makes them so irritated that they just cannot listen to another second. So please, please, please get your audio to at least an acceptable, decent quality. This means don't record into your phone. Don't record using your Apple earbud headphones. It's fine for your guest. You as the host should hold yourself to a higher standard. Don't use programs like Zoom to record your interviews. There are other options, and I have talked about these in previous podcast episodes with equipment and recording programs, so make sure that you go check those out. But please, please, please have at least decent audio. So next, I went to a presentation by Jamin Brazil, and hopefully I'm saying that name correctly. I'm probably not because I am literally the worst at that. But he had a brilliant idea for getting your guests to just shut the hell up whenever they won't stop talking. Now, I know that sounds a bit harsh, but if you podcast for long enough, you will experience this and it is frustrating and annoying. So if you have a guest that is just going on and on and on to the point where they clearly don't even remember what the question was in the first place, here is his brilliant way for getting that to stop, for shutting that down. When a guest won't stop talking interrupt whenever they give you the slightest opening, whenever they take a breath and ask them a yes or no question, preferably one that you're reasonably certain has a no answer because they might end up saying, well, yes, blah, 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 or well, no, because blah, 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 blah. But for the most part, if you ask someone a direct yes, no question, they answer with a yes, no answer. And in the time that they say, oh, no, then that gives you just enough room to squeeze in there and take back control of the conversation. So Maybe the next time you have a guest who will not stop talking, try utilizing this little tip. And another thing that I really enjoyed from his presentation was starting the interviews off with a human interest story or question. So something that is actually completely unrelated to the topic of the show, but just something that is A, unique and different. It doesn't start off like every single podcast episode. I am guilty of this. But B, it humanizes your guest very, very quickly and gets some people in your audience to be able to relate to them right away. And preferably don't make this a, hey, tell me about a childhood trauma that's impacted you for the rest of your life, but something short and sweet. One of the things my clients loves to do, she starts off her question with, what did you want to be when you were growing up? And more often than not, it's so interesting because A, 
the guest just lights up about this. They love talking about it. And B, she actually ties it back in because for the most part, what they wanted to be when they were growing up kind of relates in some way to what they're doing now. There's some similar aspects. And so she's able to tie that in. And it's just a fun way to start the conversation in a way that's different from every other show. So maybe start thinking about what you can do to start off your show to spice up the beginning of the interview a little bit. He also had another resource for doing a podcast survey of your listeners. So that way you can get some feedback from them. And I'm going to have a link to that survey. He he gave the link to the template for free. I'm going to have a link to that in the show notes as well on his website. But just in case, it's happymr.com forward slash podcast dash survey. And again, that link will be in the show notes. So another presentation I attended was actually with someone at Podbean. So Podbean, if you're unfamiliar with it, is kind of like Libsyn or Blueberry. They're another hosting service and they have some really cool bells and whistles and they're branching out into other services. I actually really enjoy Podbean. They're my second favorite after Libsyn. And this presentation was really about live streaming. So live streaming your episodes if you want to, but just kind of in general, the advice was pretty good. And they were talking about a new service called Podbean Live. So yes, you can use something like StreamYard for your show, and that might be great, but this one actually provides you with quality audio at the end of it so that maybe you can take this live stream audio and turn it into a podcast episode and still have that decent audio I mentioned earlier. Now, I have not tested this. It is one of the things on my list because you do not have to be a Podbean subscriber or member or client or whatever they want to call it. You don't have to have a Podbean paid hosting account in order to use Podbean Live. So it is something I will probably test in the future. I just haven't had a chance to yet. But if it's coming from Podbean, who is a podcast hosting service, I'm guessing they're at least providing you with a semi-decent audio file at the end. Now, the only thing is it is an MP3 file instead of a wave. But honestly, that's not a deal breaker, especially for the benefits of getting the live features. One thing I do want to notice that I did realize was a drawback to this, though, is that you cannot access the replays later on. So once you record and you export, that's it. So it's not like something you can have people constantly going back to. So this can really be more of an incentive to get your audience to pay attention in real time and keep them engaged with you and maybe take advantage of an impulse buying tendency because it is right there and they're going to lose access to it as soon as you're done. So those were the takeaways that I got from the presentations. The other takeaways that I had were that I am typically an introvert in social situations. I used to not be like that. When I was a child, I was extremely extroverted. But when I attend these conferences, I tend to just kind of like hang out in the back by myself, play around on my phone, or at least pretend like I am so that people don't try and talk to me, which is the exact opposite of what I should be doing at these things. And I did force myself to get out of my comfort zone at this event and I'm at a podcasting conference. Everyone loves talking about their podcast. So I would literally just talk to the person next to me and just start the conversation with, hi, I'm Brittany. They would say their name. Oh, what's your podcast about? And then that launches into a whole conversation. So if you're nervous because you're an introvert and you're not sure that you can handle being in a podcasting live event situation, I do want to tell you that, of course, yes, obviously respect your own boundaries and find ways to recharge and have your safe space at the event. But also, it's really not that hard to go up and start talking to someone because everyone loves talking about their freaking podcast. So just go up to someone, introduce yourself, and ask them, what's your podcast? Or what do you podcast about? Or how long have you been podcasting? And then they'll take the conversation over from there. So please do not be afraid to attend these events. They are amazing. I ended up spending 
several, several hours after the event with a lot of really cool people who are fairly big names in the space. So you never know what's going to happen. And I really encourage you to take advantage of these incredible opportunities. Now, if you are not able to attend live podcasting events like this and get this information, and if you don't really care to read a bunch of blog articles or listen to a bunch of podcasts on podcasting, but you still want to get information like this, you still want to get these kinds of updates and you still want to know what's going on in the industry and you want to have all these really cool hacks and strategies, I want you to take a look at my Podcasting Insiders Club that is launching today. So the Podcasting Insiders Club is a monthly newsletter. It will go out once a month on the last day of the month. And it will include all of the industry updates that I feel are relevant for you as a coach or consultant who's podcasting as part of your business. That way you don't have to filter through all the fluff, listen to hours of podcast episodes, attend these conferences if you don't want to, and spend so much time on research and end up having to sift through 10 different articles only to find one that might actually be kind of relevant to you. For just $5 per month, you get this curated newsletter with industry updates specific just to you. And then you also get access to the password protected catalog of every issue that goes out. So for as long as you are an active paying subscriber, you have an access to the back catalog. So you don't have to sift and dig through your emails to find that one update you needed that one time. So if you want to become a member of the Podcasting Insiders Club, of course, just go to the show notes for this episode and the link will be there. Or Or there's actually a link directly to the landing page in the main menu of my website. Just click on Podcasting Insiders Club. It could not be any easier. Thank you so much for being here with me this week. And I want to invite you to come back next week where we're going to have an interview with yet another successful podcaster. Thanks so much. And that wraps up another episode of Podcasting for Coaches. If you'd like to connect with me further, you can do so on Instagram at Podcasting for Coaches. If you know it's time to finally get serious about starting your podcast, go to podcastingforcoaches.com and click on the work with me tab in the main menu to learn more about my one-on-one launch consultation packages or my self-paced online course. And I look forward to seeing the podcasts that you create and put out into the world.